Welcome to the Love Cars on the Grid podcast, your global motorsport roundup with me, Tiffany Dell and Paul Woodman. Welcome to Love Cars on the Grid, your global motorsport podcast roundup. It was a funny old weekend because it's the last Formula One of the season, which was pretty dull, I'll be honest with you. But there's loads going on, loads to talk about. Uh, we say goodbye to Seb, of course, and possibly Daniel Ricciardo, although that's a bit of a, a mishmash at the moment. Yeah, oh yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, but so, Finally, yeah. we can talk about F2, Tiff, as well. So finally... Yes. After after a hiatus, that we can talk about the F two um, and a couple other bits and pieces. But let's go straight into the race before we go on to any news because the Formula One Abu Dhabi it was a dull race. It was a really dull a race, nice but... nice Sunday lunch and too much red wine and I might have missed a bit of it. I'm a... <laughs> but I said the whole Abu Dhabi thing it's still a sour taste in so many people's mouths. You know, I'm one of those that just memories flood back and and it's not a good racing track. And they they spent all that money. Uh, turning that so the second chicane on that the two back straights into this long, long left hander, they made it almost too quick. You know, so they, they can't overtake. You know, I think the idea was to help overtaking, but it didn't. It almost made it worse than it was with the two chicane system and and the whole setup and the coloured edge and track limits. It's just not a track where you watch a racing car go around and think, you know, wow, oh, that's exciting. That's you know on the edge. It's just. It's a great scene and all the boats, the Monaco, the Middle East, but it just doesn't inspire me. And as we will talk about the F2 race later, you know, and that was procession as well. It's just a track that doesn't create exciting racing. And what did now they do has, to make it different? Because I, I don't mind it being the last race of the season there, but it was it was so dull. It was a procession. Yeah, yeah. Um, they tried because they took out that extra chicane before about turn four in the hairpin where where Mick Schumacher went into the back of Latifi. Um, and also where Max overtook uh, where Lewis over, Max overtook Lewis last year, um, so they did create that. But it hasn't. People don't overtake there because the trouble is you get your you get your DRS going into that braking zone. So it almost invites you to not overtake breaking into that hairpin. So yeah, they've tried things. They fiddled with the circuit, but uh, it's, you're right because when it, when it's too fast going into a corner, you just can't go too abrupt through the corner. There's one line. No, but when it's but also the, slower, the, the modern drop cars, you know, there's downshifting and braking right the way into the corner. So it's not the old days when you used to break in a straight line, you know, and turn in. So they can break so late for corners, you know, like fifty or thirty meters, and then they're already turning in. Um, and there, were, there was hardly any overtake. A lot of people tried to go around the outside and didn't make it. So, yeah, the track doesn't inspire good racing. And I'm afraid the whole atmosphere of Abu Dhabi doesn't inspire me at the moment. So uh, maybe it'll pick up in a two or three years' time and it'll all get wonderful again. Um, but yeah, the only real interest in the race was that battle for second in the Drivers' Championship, hasn't it? Which was a little cat and mouse. Gave a bit of tension. Gave, you know, I woke up enough to, to <laughs> feel feel the, the Checo catching up with Leclerc and Leclerc on it. Um and win well out front, Max was just supreme again. I mean, if you put one of the best drivers in the best car, you know, you just get a performance like that. It's just supreme, you know. 15 it's, Grand Prix in a, sing, in a yeah, season. Yeah, a magnificent achievement. What, a, so, what uh, a driver. We'll come on to a bit of news a bit later, because uh, Max is uh, massively in the news. A lot of controversy this week with, with Max. Oh, no, yeah, I've moved on. There was no, no controversy we, at we, the we weekend. To, we will discuss that in a minute, but Sorry. let's <laughs> carry on with the race. I was really, really pleased. I, I'm not a massive Checo fan, I'll be honest. I was really pleased that Ferrari took second place, or, or yeah. Charles took second place, just because of that whole kerfuffle that happened last yeah. week. Uh, we, and, didn't want, we, him, didn't, we, we didn't want Red Bull to have the full clean sweep of first and second of the constructors. So 
The amount of times they mentioned the word team. Did you? I, I would love some analyst to tell me how many times Christian Horner, Stefan Ancheco, team, 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 team. We're a team. We're a team. Yeah, we're a team. We're going to do everything to help. But in fact, he did hold Checo back. I mean, it was a bit of a sort of a yeah. you know, because when they were both running the hard tires and Max was going to make his last till the end, uh, and Checo knew that he had to get on with it because he wore out his mediums too quickly in the opening laps. He blissed. So he was on the whites earlier than everybody else, which is what he had then had to go to the two-stop system. And, and so he was actually, you know, because Checo got within two seconds or so. And even that, there was, I love the way sometimes they do like these new regulations, you're going to follow closer. And the story about Chick, once he got within two and a half seconds, he had to back off because he was getting into Max's dirty air, which was but wearing did he, his did tires he have to back off? Because surely any driver in the world, he's on a two-stop strategy, so he's not having to worry about uh, his tire degradation. Surely any driver in the world is going to push a bit harder, put him under pressure. Get, Why would make Max, him move over. Make him move over. Why would he give up two and a half seconds for him to go back? I and agree. Was, no, Max shouldn't have. I totally agree if you know, I was Max. But why, as you say, was Checo just behind Checo. Yeah. Two seconds behind him. So it's just... That was a ridiculous thing to do. Then it would have put the Ferrari into DRS, most likely. So, yeah. it's, it, Checo, if you want to overtake somebody, and then you're on a different strategy, push them. Get on with it. Get on with it, son. <laughs> it's as simple I think, as that. You know, may, maybe he was still hoping to do a you know one stop. And I think you know when the Ferrari told Leclerc, didn't they? You know, over the radio, so that Red Bull could hear it. You know, do what Checo doesn't do. And I think. Yeah. He was slightly panicking. I think he was half actually himself trying to keep his tyres to last a bit longer by not pushing up to Max's uh, one second thing. I still think DRS should go to two seconds. I think that will make a lot. They're talking, actually, I've read that they're talking about opening it on the second lap or the first lap instead of waiting till lap three. Uh, so that Because we always get these open. When everyone's on the same tyres, all fresh tyres, you can't follow that closely because we've seen that they all spread out to, you know, just about one second. It seems to happen within the first two laps. Um, so I'd make it two seconds, give you DR, more DRS, make them catch up. More. Maybe they'd be a lot more overtaking if that was the case. But well, yeah, yeah. Max, Max is going to be gone, whatever. I was so disappointed with the Mercedes. I thought Mercedes after Brazil, <laughs> yeah. they were going to be on it. It was so disappointing. Lewis was lovely. What he was into, just with a smile on his face. This, this is the last time I'll ever drive this car. It won't be one I want to buy one for having my collection. And, you know, I never want to see this car again. Um and of course, they had the first ever retirement. I couldn't believe that until they said it. That this was the first mechanical retirement for, for Mercedes all season. Yeah. So he'd, he'd driven that pig of a machine, Poe going around, <laughs> hating it, never breaking down, but still having to, which is why they did quite well in the points, you know. That's the first mechanical retirement, but he's retired. Yeah, he's, but, he's had some DNA. I couldn't. Did he? I can't remember. I was trying to ch challenge that statistic, but I couldn't be bothered to go through all the races. But Well, well there are statistics coming out of their ears, um, and one that I absolutely love is, so since 2017, so with Leclerc finishing P2 in that, in yeah. in, uh, um, in a, a title, runner-up, <laughs> with Leclerc being runner-up in a championship title, that means since 2017, whoever won the first race of the season ended up coming runner-up in the Oh, you're I, sounding like Crofty now. I can't I be bothered. I can't good. be honest. Like no, it. it's not. I'm I so bored with Crofty's I've got it in front of me here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Crofty. let's talk about... They're doing talk. this statistics now more and more. I was listening to tennis at the weekend, you know, <laughs> and they're all these commentators now are all working out. It's the first time a left-handed bloke with only one bollock has finished in the top six <laughs> since February 1934. Okay, well, a more significant one and one that's easy to follow is... Go on, then. Of course, Go on. A whole season, Lewis Hamilton without winning a race or pole yeah. position for the first time since 
since the year dot or whatever. So uh, that that's quite significant, I think. And it's a, uh, but anyway, I'm with you on the but stats. They do get a bit the other wrong. interesting battle. though, was that battle for the only other thing was the battle for being what was it sixth in the constructors, and it meant twelve million dollars difference, and that annoys me slightly because I think the whole problem with this money sharing is that it does encourage manufacturers to have, we'll talk about Hulkenberg confirmed, you know, for these blooming points. And I would much prefer if the 20, the 10 teams just shared the money equally. So let's you know, let's not have this positions because it's the Constructors' Championship that holds off young drivers getting their hopes and giving a, a chance. And so, but you look know... At it, of, look at it from the other side, though, Tiff. If you're... You know, if you're there's got to be... It's like uh, football with the Premiership. There's such massive incentive to to be better to to, uh, yeah. to improve so um, maybe think about it a little bit more that yeah the, i don't goes... know because the, the trouble is the rich get richer despite the budget cap you know the, the the smaller teams still have to get drivers bringing money most of them because they don't get enough money out of you know the former ones if, if they all had enough money to fill the budget cap without having to have pay drivers then that would again incentivize, incentivize, yeah, encourage, <laughs> encourage teams just to look for talent and talent alone that's going to excite the Grand Prix grid. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll... so anyway, who was it? So it was, um, it was the battle between, um, it was the battle between what um, Alpha and Aston was. It? it was Aston Martin, equal on points in the end, but not enough. Yeah. So Alpha and I got the extra twelve million dollars. It will soon become Audi. They probably won't need twelve million dollars when Audi are there, but. Um, but I bet they won't won't agree with you on splitting it between them. <laughs> they're going, yes, sir, this is a brilliant idea that we get that extra twelve million. Thank you very much. And Valtteri Bottas is saying, "I'd quite like to drive for Audi. I'm sure he would, Valtteri. Yeah, I'm don't, sure he would. You know, don't. I mean, Alpha, you know, got a, a sort of number two team leader and a number two Formula Two driver promoted because of his Chinese money. Um, and they just had an average season, Alpha. And you know, I think if a more spectacular driver had been in those Alphas, they would have been further up the grid and, and done better. I mean, I mean, I'm, I mean they're, I'm not they're, being all very, they're all very, very, very good drivers. But I talked actually on Twitter about you know, I think there's only five, and I corrected myself, six, five star drivers, See, you know, I, on the grid. But you say that, but is Charles Leclerc? So your your yes. star drivers were Lewis, George, Max, obviously, uh, Lando, which I agree with, and Charles. And then, um, and I forgot Alonso. Alonso, Alonso is still in it. But is is Charles Leclerc a star driver? Is he one of the all time? I think he is. I know he's made some mistakes. I know, but I think the talent is there. I mean, that drive he had at Abu Dhabi. I mean, you saw him at the end. I mean, normally these Grand Prix drivers jump out as fresh as daisies. You know, they're incredibly fit. But Charles looked knackered. I think he had really put everything. But that doesn't make him an all star great, an all time great. No, but he held off. He held off. A guy in the best car on no, the grid. Didn't. No, he didn't. He just managed to maintain that little bit of a distance because Checker got held up a little bit as well. Yeah, he still held like him off. Nothing was masterclass about Charles Leclerc. Every um, second counted. Cars, if he'd, if he'd he, lost a couple of seconds in in the 70 laps, remember where they were, Checker would have been in DRS in the last two laps. He had to be, as they were Italians. The Italians do that. On it, on it. On it. Yeah, Sorry, for people only think, listening. For those only listening and not viewing, I had my thumb under my chin from, on the <laughs> I limit. I don't think he is all right. an all-star all great, an okay. all-time great. Not yet. Anyone else? Hey. You're going to put? You, so you think it's just five? Then you're kicking Charles out of the five yeah, stars. I do. I just don't think that he's. I don't know. I, I don't, don't think he's there. He hasn't been far superior to uh, uh, science, color science. He hasn't been. He's been superior, but not not blown him away. Look what Max has done to to Checo. He's blown him away. 
Um, he is well, Max. Max is top. Notch, he's on a different so. level. He's an actually Charles. Charles won't wake his ideas up. His brother's up into Formula Two for next year, Arthur Leclerc. So um, he'll have to keep going stronger. Otherwise, his brother will usurp him. Yeah, but, and, um, and let, let's not forget he was leading the championship. I know Ferrari had some issues and and, yeah. and whatever, but and uh, he made mistakes. He made lots he made of mistakes. mistakes. Yes, I know, I know. He's I not know. an all-time great. Not yet. Maybe uh, not yet. Him. And I would I'm love to see talents. Lando have that opportunity. Well, Lando, do you know yeah. he finished seventh on his own by a country mile? Nobody even came close to Lando. So in that race to the first place of the second division. Uh, yep. If you want to call it that, he was the most superior. He is the masterclass fellow Somerset boy as well. Yep. No, all for Lander. That's why I put him in one of the brilliant drives. He hasn't achieved much yet, but you know, it's such a shame he didn't win at Monza last year. Oh, isn't I was, it? I still, I still, still feel for him when he was with George McIntyre after George won his first Grand Prix. Um, but uh, yeah, two retirements in the Grand Prix. But Alonso retired in Hamilton. Mick Schumacher went out in a load of unglory by knocking Latifi around. Um, and Ricardo, of course, you know, we took, we're going to talk about the driver swaps and, you know, the wonderful celebrations of Seb's career. Uh, and Ricardo not retiring still annoys me. I think we should be celebrating. They would have been good, the two of them retiring together. They could relive the, the um, what was it, 2 1, 1 2 thing, 2 1. Can you remember what was on the but, pit board? But would you, yeah, but would you want to give up if you have the opportunity to cling on to that and, and income and that razzmatazz? Well, I, well, I, I, mean, I, I don't know. Well, well the trouble is, I, was, I, I didn't have a choice. I was forced into after my brief Grand Prix <laughs> career. Um, you know, I was. And had no other option than to race in sports cars, race in Japan, race in America. And looking back, you know, I so value the fact that oh, I did only one Grand Prix or two and tried to qualify. I had such a variety of driving circuits and experiences. And that's perhaps when I grew up, you know, Jim Clark, they would, they would do sports cars and single-seaters and saloon cars and everything. They had that wonderful width of experience. These Formula One boys had this career in this tunnel, going to the same places, the same pressure, the same press conferences. And I just think Daniel, if I could get in his ear, would you know, he'd love Le Mans or IndyCar or IMSA, and you know, just doing something different than now he's going to what he's going to be hanging around in a garage with headphones on, being a reserve driver, going to all the Grand Prix but not driving. But they sitting know in there doing the press conference in the hope that someone will drag him back in. Next year. I think it's just a shame. I just think, you know, for his hordes of fans, he's such an entertaining driver, a wonderful character. And, and he, would, he, would, he would... Who are the best marketeers in, in probably in the world? Uh, Red Bull. They spend over 40% of their yeah. total revenue on on marketing. So they know that he's a marketing machine. They know he's brilliant. He's funny. Yeah, but he's, he, could, he could be on a Ferrari at Le Mans next year. Or yeah. Porsche. I mean, yeah. because sports cars are now taking off again. This new, ge new generation we talked about last week with sports car racing. You know, it's going to be exciting. And he'd go to Daytona and Sebring and he'd go to different circuits. And I just think as a racing driver, he'd be much happier, you know, than this desperate, desperate thing of staying in this little little circle of 20, little clique. But also what it know. does, Tiff, also what it does, don't forget, it uh, stops somebody else coming through. Yeah, well, that's why I get across. That's why yeah. I want these, that's why I want Bottas to move on. He's had a fantastic career. He's had millions of pounds, you know. Don't have him Audi, you know. Give a youngster, get some more drivers in. You know, yeah. give give uh, Bottas some Le Mans drives, sports cars. 
I mean, Bottas should, Bottas should be dropped for that moustache alone. Simple. Simple as that. They should drop him <laughs> for that moustache. That's a, so offensive. It's <laughs> like the guy from Mario Brothers. Are you allowed to even say these things now? Is that, <laughs> that moustachist or something? Oh, probably. Yeah. So, yeah, so let's just go through all the who left and who's coming. So the, the Sebastian leaving is the biggest change because Alonso's in his place. Alonso left Alfa Tari. So Gasly's uh, moving to... Um, yeah, to Alpine after having a miserable end of season in, in Alpha Tari. I mean, Alpha Tari, what they finished ninth in the constructors. Um, you know, there was always accused that they had sort of Red Bull designs in their cars and therefore they'd be really quick. They've had a terrible year. So I'm sure. Um, they were so hot pleased. and so hot and cold, weren't they? They were really. Yeah. They're, they're... But Yuki's, Yuki's been almost blowing Gasly away the last few races. I mean, Yuki had a good Grand Prix, he finished 11th or 12th, didn't he, compared with the. Uh, Gasly. So Gasly's in the Alpine, which left the space at um, Alpha Tari that so, Nick, so Nick de Vries is in. Sorry, Tiff. In terms of Alpine, yeah. Ocon and Gasly, who's who's you? Well, <laughs> and that's going to be fiery. That's going to be fiery. That relationship. Well, I still think Gasly. I had Gasly down as an almost five star a few years ago. I don't know. I did, he did some amazing Alpha Tari drives, or, or what they called Toro Rosso's back then. I don't know. Was he Toro Rosso when he was racing originally? Um, I still, I just still think Gasly might come alive, but I've been disappointed with him this year. I must admit. Oh, God, um, such a cocky little kid, isn't he? He's so. You got to have confidence. But he beat Alonso in the points. You know, at the end of the yeah. season, he was ahead of Alonso in the points, um, yeah. which people often point out. Which I'm really surprised at because Alonso had so many spectacular drives, and Ocon yeah, never so really was in it. Really. Yeah, yeah, but Alonso had semi-retirement. It's got let down so often by his engines. As he, okay. as he pointed, as he pointed out on more than one occasion, <laughs> so all the trouble I mean, Fernando, he'll still say what he's thinking, which I like, but uh, sometimes he's trying to be centre of attention too much, maybe. So good that Nick De Vries has got a Grand Prix. He should have had it about five or six years ago. So that's like that's a good story. Um, who's going to do better, him, Yuki or Nick? Who's going to be? Who's going to come out on top? I don't know because Nick's in the. Yeah, I don't know. I think Nick De Vries is a better driver, so I think. He should be okay, but whether you but Yuki's been getting better slowly, um, so it's interesting pairing that actually next year. Interesting, Ricardo's leaving, of course, has got Oscar Piastri in. I think that's very interesting, a real talent that you need one Formula Three and then Formula Two in consecutive years. And drivers that do that, like Charles Leclerc did, is the ones that catch my eye, the ones that can bounce straight up, you know, through Formula Three, Formula Two, uh, champion, champion. So, I'm very excited to see Oscar Piastri in. Uh, we should be giving Lando a good uh, margin, see how they get on together. But La- your um, money will be on Lando? Yes, sure. I still think, for yeah, sure. for sure. Well, certainly for the first year, you know. It's yeah. a bit like it's a bit like uh, Lewis and George, you know. George is the sort of uh, Oscar Piastri that's come in to, to go up against the great Hamilton. So it'd be very interesting. Mick Schumacher lost out last week. We've, we hinted at it, and then it happened, I think, the day after our podcast. It's Hulkenberg coming, but I'm not just... Depresses just me intensely. It's just weird. Because Schwartzman had another FP1, the Ferrari. He's because Ferrari was supposed to have an influence. That's the story I always had on who drove the second Haas because the Ferrari engine deal. Um, and Robert Schwartzman had another good FP1 series uh, in the Ferrari. But of course, he's Russian, but he's now Israeli, and maybe that's against him. So anyway, poor Mick goes out. I feel a bit sorry for him. Obviously, the name's great, but I'm sure he'll have a. He he will probably go to sports car racing and have a yeah. great professional career and enjoy life. Um, Hulkenberg comes back for... And, you know, 
because Kevin K Mag, you know, he's not a, a five star. You know, K Mag's a really good four star driver that's had this opportunity to come back and occasionally done incredible things with his Haas, which you know does work well. But he was blown away by Schumacher last weekend. Mm. So you sort of you never quite show how good K Mag. So I think Haas have ended up with two two solid professionals, but nothing exciting in the team. Although K Mag can can cause a lot of excitement. And Pick of course, the has got your money on there. Hulk or K-Mag? I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know. They'll, they'll both sort of be up I and down. I think they'll both really be care. inconsistent. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Well, you, so you, you, you just hit the nail on the head. It's not exciting. I would have loved no. to have seen somebody young. Something and new to new talk about. Come yeah. Through. yeah. I, I mean, well, no disrespect to either of them. I don't no, know. You know, they both had great careers. They both earned money. They're both solid professionals. Um, yeah, and, just good on, because, and good on them as well, because if I had that opportunity and I was yeah. in, well into my 30s, I would be saying happy days. Thank you very much. And then, of course, leading us into the Formula 2 race, the good, the best news the whole weekend was you know, yeah. Logan Sargent uh, getting enough position. I think he finished third in the table. I didn't look where he ended up in the end. I think he was third. Um, you know, Nicholas Latifi's bought his two or three years, three years, hasn't he had, thanks to his, his parental money. Um, so, you know, he's a nice guy and he, he, again, will have a career somewhere. He'll be racing for many years to come, whether it's IndyCar or sports cars, um, if he wants to, if he chooses to. But, yeah, it's great to see Logan Sargent coming in to... Albert had a couple of weeks. He, sort of, he was like 10th quickest at FP3 or something, and then he qualified 2019th or something. But Williams seems to occasionally flatter and then sort of doesn't. But anyway, that'll be a good pair. Nice, colourful young couple of drivers in Williams and hopefully they can get the car a bit quicker. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's all down to the car there because it must be frustrating having the slowest car on the grid. But yeah, um, but yeah good good to see Logan Simon. That would have been a travesty if he didn't get enough oh. super points uh, for his licence. So good stuff there. And so yeah, so he had, he had, he had a couple of six places. He had a couple of six places in the F2 racing, didn't he? Well, in, the, in the F2 racing, it was pretty processional. Yeah. It was a quite a good battle at the end of the main race with um, the champion, Felipe Drugovic, who's an Aston Martin reserve driver now for next year. Um, Howard Woodman, Ayuma Iwasa, a very talented, you know, Japanese in his rookie season, a Red Bull backed. We mentioned him a few races ago. Um, but it's weird this F2 because you talk about this track you can't overtake. So Iwasa was on pole, the fastest Formula 2 driver in qualifying. So he started the sprint race in 10th and he finished 13th. <laughs> you, know, you imagine these reverse grids it's supposed to be you know to show how someone could overtake but if they go to a track where you can't overtake nobody goes anywhere and of course you know the winner of the sprint race you know was liam lawson i think he was he was ninth quickest in quarter so he started second on the grid for the sprint race got the lead early on and won it quite easily so Oh, I tell these reverse grids, and and it, but that really shows tracks. I think in Formula Two racing, the best thing it demonstrates the sprint race is which tracks you get overtaking, and which tracks you don't, and so that was a serious demonstration of what you don't get uh, at Abu Dhabi. Yeah, that's true. Actually, so I mean, Law Lawson, Lawson's an interesting career kid. I mean, he's a new a Kiwi who's hasn't done as well as Red Bull back to F2 as people thought. I mean, he won the sprint race because he was at the front. But he had a good drive to from ninth on the grid to third in the main race. Good, so he got two podiums. Um, so a lot talked about him as being a great talent. He hasn't. But again, if you don't get the right team in Formula 2, this is still such a problem coming up to the ranks. There was a there was a Formula 4 test uh, last week somewhere the, for next year's Italian Formula 4 or something. And the top six were all Prima drivers. 
Um, you know, because Prema seemed to have the key to the door for a lot of these junior form where they've got brilliant engineers that know if you put another millimetre of camber on one wheel, the car will go quicker, you know. So, you know, I don't know how good Liam Lawson's team's been and he hasn't got the results expected. He's now off to Japan to go to that super form, incredibly competitive series over Japan, which has been used by, by Red Bull. So Gasly went out there. Um, they took Pato Award out there briefly. And um, I always forget one name, so I'm not going to start thinking of it anymore. Uh, but they send people to Japan, and it's a great series. So hopefully Liam can do really well out there and maybe be in the Alpha Tari next year. Who knows where that might go? Okay. So... Um, but yeah, Drugovic, a good champion, um, but it all depends so much on what team you end up in. Yeah, but that's the same as Formula 1, Tiff, isn't it? It's exactly well, yes. the same. Yeah, but, but you always in the olden days, you felt that talent always merited getting the best, you know, you, your results showed because the driver was 50% of the deal or even more and the car was less important. So the talent shone when the cars were less scientific. Now, you know, if you haven't bought the Prima Formula 4 seat, daddy hasn't got enough money, you know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna win. You're such a cynical bugger, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I, this, you look at the results. You right. look at the results. I mean, it, I would it love to see. I know it's going back to Formula One, but I would love to see Lando Norris. Nothing to do with the fact that he's British, but I think he's he is one of the best talents on the really? grid. I would love. But to then see he's, but he did have a dad to buy him the best cars. You know, so his you yeah. know his career. You know, he had the talent, but. You know, even when we watch him in Janetta Juniors, you know, that's a, I think almost Janetta Juniors is a better talent sorting formula than Formula Four single seaters. Because, you know, Janetta Juniors, the cars are quite tricky to drive, and Lando was a star in them. And, but uh, it's, went it's, on. It does help if you've got the backing, you know, your father's got yeah. a few quid when you're growing yeah. up. Of course it does. It's a, it's a super expensive sport. But, um, but yeah. then when you get to this level, and there's only such a tiny uh, percent that do get to this level. You need you need that extra little bit of talent. extra team, you know. You pay <laughs> three million or four million pounds for a season of Formula Two. I don't know what it is now. It's all silly money, right? Can but we, we go should to just news? finish? It, there we'll finish. Just news on just on Seb. I think we should finish before we move course, on to general absolutely. news. Good thing. I think we must talk about Sebastian Vettel, the hippie, the, the scruffy bloody hippie on the grid. <laughs> and I've always he loved doesn't look like a Formula One driver, does he? <laughs> I mean, you know, it was a 15-year career, wasn't it? He went started Sauber. And I always remember the win at Monza, you know, the youngest Formula One winner when he won in the Toro Rosso, the sort of second-stream Red Bull car. And that was an amazing result. He, you know, he held off, I forget who was catching him at the end, in the wet, drove at amazing rates. Then, of course, he got promoted to Red Bull. We had that wonderful, what was it, four, six years with Red Bull with four championships yeah, we talk about, you know, anti-Red Bull now or whatever. We're not. I mean, I love Red Bull then. I mean, it was a magnificent team uh, and there was so much fun in it. You know, you remember Seb, I can't remember any of them. He, he called his cars different names, he Dirty Daisy or something. He nicknamed each year. There was so much fun at Red Bull when he Have was you there. seen Christian Horner, Checo Perez or Max Staffan smile? Have as much fun as that. No, smile. Was, smile, was... not fun. Even smile. I don't even think I'm so, you know, smile. They they did have fun back then, but they yeah, they, they had yeah. that year. Then Ricardo almost beat him his last year. He sort of he slumped a bit and got a bit criticised for only being good because of Red Bull. He went to Ferrari, you know. But he had two runners up. World champion, yeah. You have an off season occasionally. So you know he was anyway. He was challenging Lewis then in the Ferrari, but he was runner up. And you know then he's moved to Aston Martin. So you know he had three hundred starts, fifty three wins, and a great character. Always yeah. loves a bit. Always a bright. And, you know, even now when he was retiring, you know, he brought some fun and, you know, it wasn't doom and gloom. And and that meal they had, 
That was brilliant. Have you, have you read the story of the price of the meal? Ah, that's rubbish. There's no Can't way be. a meal for 20 people can cost 140,000. It no. cannot, it, with, without with, alcohol. With, especially, especially without alcohol. It, it, it can't, I'm sorry. Oh, that's no. just rubbish. It's absolute it's, rubbish. So even if it was 2,000 pounds per head, well, it's no. only 40 grand. So if it was 2,000 a head and they were eating the most bizarre uh, Alaskan crab. It was monster, rubbish. But, um, but it was rubbish. But apparently Lewis... Uh, was he picked up the tab. and picked yeah. up the tab? So that's I so, think yeah. that's classy because him and Seb, I didn't realise they were actually so close because I I thought they after all those years of rivalry, but I guess they've been around. Yeah, I think yeah, they've been around time. yeah for long. And he hasn't talked about future racing as he at all. I don't know what he's said in any interview. I've never picked up on what Seb's planning for the future. He just sort of walks away, and I might he hasn't sort of retired from motor racing. He's got a Is brilliant he? old brain on him as well. He he was on Question Time once, uh, and he, yeah. yeah. And, and don't forget, English is his second language, and it's just yeah. it's incredible the vocabulary and um, his intellect. Yeah. But um, good on him. He's um, he's going to be real super Lovely to see all the all the tributes to Seb over the weekend. And like you said so many times, uh, what a shame Daniel Ricciardo didn't do the same thing. Yeah, he same thing. Deservedly uh-huh. got the same send off as well. Now what? he'll peter out if he doesn't get another Grand Prix drive. There won't be a. Yeah. Retiring from Formula One day, he'll just sort of slip away yeah. silently. Okay, also in the news, hot topic. Tiff Nadell's tweets are in the news. You've been causing a bit of a stir, haven't you? Because you're a journalist, apparently. You're not a. I am. You're not a TV presenter anymore, or a oh. uh, yeah, or a motorsport fan. You're now a journalist. That's all I am. I'm just you're, a racing fan. You're now a journalist, but. You you just regurgitating a bit of very well uh, published. All I did, all I did was I read in Crash dot net. I read a, if I read stories about motor racing, I comment on this on Twitter. On a reputable site, on a well known yes, a reputable site, Crash dot net. They didn't take the story off. This is the story we talk about, of course, that uh, Max's mum did a quick Instagram that accused Perez of cheating on his wife. Twitter. So I merely commented on that i read it somewhere it was out in the open i didn't create it or invent it or stir it up <laughs> yeah i did get accused by but there's always the max fans that i was the one um stirring everything up and i'm a terrible person but i just comment on the story i mean it was an awkward story and, and things come out in the press like that you comment on them yeah so um, for those who didn't see it allegedly max verstappen's mum comment made a comment that uh at least he wasn't cheating checo referring to him uh, yeah. to, Matt, uh, to Checo, at least uh, he wasn't cheating on his wife or something along those lines. So I think Sky kept very good. I think Damon Hill I saw earlier on did one about the pressure on Checo and Max, and, <laughs> and he did say as well as the social media this week. But that was as far as it went. They weren't going to mention it at Sky all. Sky are scared stiff. I mean, there was got a little bit of heat to Christian Horner, and they were sort of pushing a little bit, and he was saying, "Oh, uh, you know," and Christian Horner was pushing back a little bit as he always does, but. Um, yeah, it's all, all look, it's handbags. It's all over. Something, something it's all happened. over. It's all we, over. Had a, we had a controversial free weekend at Abu Dhabi. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, where we go next, Tiff Nadell? Well, I think we're going well, to... Um, just on Formula 2 news, I mean, Ollie Behrman, we mentioned, I think, last week, was definitely in Formula 2 with, with Prema, who he, he raced with in Formula 3. Uh, and Zach O'Sullivan, of course, who beat Ollie Behrman to the Autosport Award last year. Um, he's had his first year in Formula 3, and I think he was in Carlin, not, not the most competitive guy. He's in a Prema pad car so it looks like we've got two really good young british talents in yeah, good brilliant. teams you know brilliant. one in the former two one in former three a lot to look forward to following them around of course the autosport awards ollie behrman's still in this year's autosport awards i forget who's up against that'll be a result coming out in mid-december um 
so yeah, not much. The other, the other big news is the um, this new girl series, woman series, female series. Um, this formula forces, and I'm getting a bit annoyed with this. I'm going to get a bit anti, getting a bit. <laughs> I get more Twitter upset. So the W series served its purpose for three years. I think it's run out of money. Um, it did a great job in, in giving a lot of women um, an opportunity to show their talents in the open world, um, but it's run out of money. And now the FIA have come up with this new Formula Four series. So the, I don't know. They only said one round was good. seven weekends with three races each weekend. Uh, 15 cars, three teams running five cars each. And they're talking about you have to bring 150 grand, which is under, that's a cheap season of single-seater racing. Absolutely. Um, the FIA will put in the other 150 grand. So, I mean, the FIA are investing about three million pounds into this. But the comments they made when they introduced it, the FIA spokesman said that they're upset by the barriers young female drivers face. What, what barriers are these? There's this implication that the motorsport world has been trying to hold back women and they face barriers. And they said the girls don't have the same experience as boys at the same age. That's not the motorsport world's problem. That's because parents, the boys, right, have got dads and mums that will mortgage their house, go to kart races every weekend like Lewis Hamilton's dad did, the boys aren't there because motor racing's promoted them for the fun of it. They're there because families have remortgaged houses, invested all their money in their youngsters going up the single-seater ladder to become, you know, famous. Um, and there are plenty of parents of girls. There are plenty of rich girl parents, you know, that could do the same thing. So it's not motorsport's fault, I think, that the girls haven't got the same experience at the same age it's just the way the world is you know i think it's just got different most... interests well, typically, yeah, and it's not being sexist typically we, we have different interests when most we, girls particularly when we're growing eight. up yeah the most eight-year-old girls would, would go for if you give them a choice for a go-kart or a pony most girls i don't know if it's sexist to say it but i imagine on a, if you had a <laughs> an election they'd go for the pony and most boys want to go karting and unless the dads are there encouraging the boys the boys probably wouldn't do it so it's if you want to blame anyone you blame the rich parents with daughters that aren't forcing their girls into carts age eight and, and pushing them up the ladder if i if i so, said, i've got a son and a daughter if i said to them at the same age at the age of 11 uh, yeah. what would you like to do for your birthday party would you like to go and do some makeup and uh, play around with soap <laughs> so this is this is very stereotypical but i know have chosen that over go-karting now yeah. she's picked go-karting by the way um <laughs> more so than oliver but uh, but that's a different story but it, the, i think females and i am going to be controversial i think they get more opportunities for this sort of thing than, than at the than moment men. yeah yeah. I mean, women women have been racing since Brooklands before the war. You know, it's been, you know, I'm racing against Desiree Wilson, one of the greatest female drivers. You know, we battled for Formula One together in the British series, uh, and we were on level pegging. You know, she wasn't quite good enough. Maybe I wasn't quite good enough to get picked by Ferrari or, or someone to have a professional seat. So I just, you know, it's great that they've done this series and they're sponsoring the women. I think Formula Four is a better level to give the younger girls a go rather than the you know. The Jamie Chadwick's of this world who've done very well out of the W series. But, you know, Jamie Chadwick, in fact, was a, a wealthy daughter. And, in fact, some of the other women in W series would, would point out that Jamie was able to go and buy a ride in the New Zealand series in the winter or it was an Indian series. So Jamie Chadwick, in fact, over the winter, did a lot more racing than the girls like, you know, Abby Eaton and Alice Powell, who didn't have any budget to go elsewhere 
and as they say, you know, have the same experience. They didn't have the same experience as Jamie Chadwick. That wasn't a boy girl. That was girl against girl. You know, Alice and, and Abby had less experience testing than, than Jamie Chadwick. And that's nothing to do with their sex. They're all the same sex. That's because the, the parents, the family had the money to let the young driver, male or female. So, you know, it's it just needs to be managed a little bit differently as well, because then people jump on the bandwagon and say, uh, oh, it's disgusting that, um, that Jamie Chadwick hasn't been offered a seat hasn't, in it. Yeah. She's <laughs> not bloody good enough. It's just, it's, it's, on, it's a meritorial. Uh, it's yeah. Meritorial, and she's not good enough. Um, and F3 or F2. But if she, if she wanted to go down that route, then they're, they're great to, to prove herself. But um, but anyway, we've we we're, we're all for the the ladies to come through on motorsport. Yes. But yeah, just they're not victims here. Or... Well, I think it's, it's insulting the the boys and insulting the parents of the boys that have sacrificed everything. You know, saying that you know the, the boys have got some advantage. I mean, it's just down to the parents sponsoring. Them. <laughs> we are proper couple of miserable old kids, but it's not. Well, poor old Calderon, Calderon, yeah, Calderon in the F two. You know, she's running around the back of the field. You know, she's at every job. She's been a Formula One test driver. You know, Calderon, um, but you know, she's running around right at the back of the Formula Two grid. It's you know, there well, will be a girl out there. And I agree. There will be. I agree. But it's yeah. not. It's not in a way W is encouraging girls. It's almost encouraging girls' parents because they're the ones that have got to make it happen. You know, the eight-year-old girl or the twelve-year-old girl can't make her racing career happen unless mum and dad. Yeah, but know, if your father, your mother and father, or your guardians or whoever are into motor racing and they're into Formula yeah. One, they're into Le Mans, it doesn't matter whether they're watching W Series or <laughs> whether they're watching Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. It doesn't matter if you're into it and you want to get them into it. It doesn't matter. Surely it should be a it should be a massive incentive to to want to get them into it just because they're female or because anyway. that's your passion. Um, and anyway, it's, a, break, it's a good series. It's a good series. The, the breaking news is the 2023 champion is Jamie Chadwick. So congratulations to Jamie on that. Has she got the money though? <laughs> will she get another, will she get another half a million dollars more than I earned in my entire motor racing career? Um, so yeah, the other, other, other race, World Superbikes finished at Phillip Island. Um, Two wins for the champion, Alvaro Bautista. The championship already decided. Jonathan Ray had a win, which he hasn't had many wins this year. The, the Kawasaki Toprak Razgakiogu uh, had two second places, dominated by those three riders the whole season. Um, Alex Lowe's picked up a couple of podiums at his Kawasaki. Great entertainment if you were there at Phillip Island, which I wasn't. Um, and that was about all I picked up. Have you got picked up any more gossip this week? No, that's it. Other than your, um, your very contentious tweets. I'm merely commenting on what I've read elsewhere. What have we got next week? We got an oh, amazing extravaganza. Oh, you thought next week. the season was all over. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh. Wait until next week. We got something very special for you. What is it? Uruguay. Chip? The Uruguayan Extreme Energy X Pre. The the Extreme E's are bouncing around somewhere in Uruguay. And I'm getting too excited now. They'll be coming to Scotland next year. Newly announced, no location, but extremes are going to go to Scotland in May 2023. And the other good news is they dropped their stupid 22-23 calendar thing. You know, I used to moan. Oh, no, no, no. They listened to you. It, well done. Yeah. It's now just the 2023 Extreme E calendar. Who, who you, won't, you won't be able to go and watch them in Scotland. It's a TV-only <laughs> thing. You can't go and see these things. I'm sure those... some TV celebrities will bounce around and get lots of press and PR. Who are the grumpy old men on uh, the Muppets? 
Waldorfen, Waldorf, yes. Well, from us, Waldorf, and whatever the other one is, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers.